Section 9 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 15, February 10, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 15, February 10, 1880. New York's First Great Fire the first great fire in new york happened in september seventeen seventy six just after washington had been driven from the city new york was then a small but beautiful town it reached only to the lower end of the park but broadway was lined with shade trees and its fine houses stretched away on both sides to the battery trinity church stood as now on the head of wall street st paul's a building of great cost and beauty for the times almost bounded the upper end of broadway the british soldiers marched into the pleasant but terrified city the leading patriots fled with washington's army and in the hot days of the autumn of seventeen seventy six new york seemed to offer a pleasant home for the officers and men of the invading forces they took possession of the deserted country seats of the patriots at bloomingdale or murray hill and occupied the finest houses in the best streets of the town here they hoped to pass a winter of ease, and in the spring complete without difficulty the rout of the disheartened Americans. But one night in September the cry of fire was heard, and the flames began to spread from some low wooden buildings near Whitehall, where now are the Produce Exchange and Staten Island ferries. In those days there were no steam engines nor hydrants, no croton water nor well-organized fire companies. But as the flames continued to advance, the British soldiers sprang from their beds and began to labor to check the fire with all the means in their power. They used, no doubt, buckets of water brought from the cisterns in the river. They found, it was said, several persons setting houses on fire, and in their rage threw them into the flames. But their labor was all in vain. All night the fire spread over the finest quarters of New York. From Whitehall it passed up Broadway on the eastern side, devouring everything until it was stopped by a large new brick house near wall street it crossed to the western side and laid nearly the whole street in ruins it fastened on the roof and the tower of trinity church and soon of all its grateful proportions only a few shattered fragments remained then the flames passed rapidly up to the west of broadway from trinity as far as st paul's houses and shops crumbled before them a long array of buildings seemed to have fed the raging fires until at last they reached the walls of the great church itself and were about to envelop it in ruins but here it is said the zeal of the people checked their progress they mounted the roof of the church covered it with streams of water put out the sparks that fell on it until at last the building was saved the flames died out and st paul's stands today almost as it stood in seventeen seventy six the monument of the close of the great fire it is not difficult to imagine the melancholy change wrought in the appearance of the city broadway once so beautiful remained until the end of the war in great part a street of ruins from wall street to the battery from st paul's church to the bowling green the miserable waste was never repaired up its desolate track paraded each morning the british officers and their followers shining in red and gold to the sound of martial music but they had no leisure nor wish to repair the ravages of war on the wasted district arose a collection of tents and hovels 
called Canvas Town. Here lived the miserable poor, the wretched, the vile, robbers who at night made the ruins unsafe, and the incendiaries who never ceased to terrify the unlucky city. The British garrison was never suffered to remain long at ease. It was said that the great fire of 1776 was the work of the patriots who had resolved to burn New York and drive the invaders from their safe resting place. The question of its origin has never been decided. It may have been altogether accidental, or possibly the work of design, but it was followed by a singular succession of other fires during the period of the British ascendancy that seemed to show some settled plan to annoy and discourage the invaders. The newspapers of the time are filled with accounts of the misfortunes of the garrison and the royalists. To My Valentine by M. M. In love and hope these blossoms fair I lay at your dear feet. Deep folded in the rose's heart, you'll find my secret sweet. End of section 9